0: question for you john two one question well maybe multiple questions oh no that was the answer it was two what is the best back to the future movie
1: oh that's
0: a tough question
1: Oh. so sticking with typical sequel tradition i have to go with the first one the original Rarely are the sequels better than the first one. What's the second best? That's hard. I I I haven't seen them in so long. I honestly can't remember.
0: Well, there's the you know. I remember
1: the Old West one was the third one, was correct? It not?
0: And then the Going into the Future was and the then second the, one, and then the side timeline was the second yeah. one. Yeah,
1: yep. I remember that. I forgot that apparently. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's a tough one. Huh? Okay. Um, then.
1: I'd have to go the second best would be the third one. If I had to pick between those three movies. so I was
0: hoping you were going to go with that. Okay. So my gamble worked out, worked out there. <laughs> so, and I'm sure there's other analogies out there, but I know in the movie world, when you have a trilogy, Mm-hmm. From my experience, usually the best seem to be the first and the last. But the one in the middle seems to always kind of be like a, eh, not bad, but it's not. makes sense like the Matrix movies. Yeah, first and third were pretty good. Mm -hmm. Second one was like, eh.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Same thing. Now, what about the John
1: Wick movies? I haven't haven't seen seen, it. I haven't seen them yet. Okay, good. I just ordered them last night on Amazon. So we
0: can't sit here and talk about John Wick because neither of us have no idea.
1: No, I know there's a lot of guns, and i watched the training videos of what he did to work into what he did for the movies, so I'm very, very excited to watch them.
0: Good enough. and I'd like to watch them, too. You said you ordered, what, you like DVDs or something? Blu-rays, yes. Nice. Maybe I'll borrow I, Wait, I don't... Can I play those on an Xbox? Yes. Wait, I, which one? Well, I don't know. Xbox One, yes. <laughs> I don't know
1: which Xbox <laughs> the kids have. What color is it? White, I Oh, no, then, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I play on Wii? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, all right. All right. All right, right we, we've been so sidetracked. Does we have a so, Blu-ray player So sidetracked. In does we do anything? Like DVD or yeah, video? Yeah, we, we,
0: we will play some stuff. Yes, I know that. Oh. We used to do that. But I don't know. We Wow, we have so sidetracked here. <laughs> um, so the point that I was making is the one in the middle
1: mm-hmm.
0: never seems to be like... You, you I, d- doesn't <laughs> doesn't make up to the name. It doesn't doesn't live up. Not to always, the name. no. And the point that I'm making here is: Do you know what episode number this is? Seventy-five.
1: Very, yeah, very good, very yeah. good.
0: So, in the decimal world, this would be three-quarter
1: point seven. Three-quarter
0: exactly. So, the point that I'm making here is three-quarter ton trucks what the hell is the point (laughs) that was a long way around wasn't it yeah i'm pretty good at that i'm pretty good yeah okay (laughs) here's the deal i think we need to talk briefly about three-quarter ton trucks and the pros and cons and like where like just just follow me here man (laughs) i'm trying man
1: It's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. I don't know where you got this whiskey, but this is good stuff, man.
0: Yeah, okay, all right. (laughs) It's pretty decent. Pretty decent. But, okay, so the point I was making is three quarter ton trucks. They. First of all, in automotive history, they're a new-ish thing. Back in the 50s and early 60s, depending on the make, you went straight from like a utilitarian half-ton truck to a one-ton truck. I like it. And I did not do any history on this episode, so I'm just I'm going off the old noggin on this one, off the gray matter. That explains that smell. But I know, like, Chevy came out with the C20, which mm-hmm. was a three-quarter ton truck. And I'm not sure what year Ford came out with the F250, but I want to say that it was, uh, like, maybe 72, 73. So, you know, these were... You know, the 60s, early 70s, all of a sudden, they started going to these crossover trucks that they called a three-quarter ton truck. Okay. And, of course, we still have that today. You still have your half-ton truck category, your three-quarter ton truck category, and your one-ton truck category. And that's pretty much what they've stuck with for the full-size trucks. You know, I, I guess if I wanted to prep better and I wanted to, like, do a bunch of research in it, I know that, like... Originally, a half-ton, three-quarter-ton, one-ton was the load-carrying capacity of the vehicle, but now it's, like, way over that. Like, a lot of the, the one-tons, you can put 8,000 pounds. it's a classification anymore. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, it's a classification. But from a 4 by 4 standpoint, and not even so much as a weight-carrying standpoint or a towing standpoint, from a 4x4 four four standpoint, do you think that a three-quarter-ton has any meaning or any draw? not really
1: i mean it's an in-betweener that's about it but like you said it'd be better to just jump up right to the one ton.
0: <laughs> well it's kind of the point that i was making yeah because if you go to uh especially in the early days in the 70s and the early 80s if you went to a three-quarter ton truck it pretty much got you the one-ton rear axle but it got you the half-ton rear axle but with one-ton brakes on it so you didn't get a stronger front axle. You just got better braking.
1: You said that a little backwards there. What do you mean? You said you got a one-ton rear axle. Yes. And then a half-ton rear axle with one-ton brakes. I'm sorry,
0: half-ton front axle. <laughs> half-ton front axle. Just wanted
1: to clarify it for yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I said rear, uh, half-ton
0: front axle <laughs> with one-ton brakes. Yeah, that so doesn't they, make any so sense. So they, they would take their half-ton Dana 44 or whatever, and they would make it an 8 lug. Yeah. Unless it was just
1: some kind of... Great cost savings for the manufacturer, but at that point, why?
0: (laughs) Well, and then what got confusing to a lot of people is you know, Chevy never did this to us. Chevy, if you the Dana 60 in the front was one ton only, yeah. But Dodge and Ford, if you got over an 8,000 pound GVW, you got a Dana 60 in the front instead of a Dana 44, (laughs) and so now there's three quarter tons that are essentially one-tons that just have three-quarter-ton badging on them, which I believe was simply for insurance rating purposes, things like that. That would
1: make sense. A lot of them just kind of didn't want to rate it that high for whatever reason, so they just downgraded it for that, quote-unquote, safety margin. Yeah. I've seen that happen on a lot of things over the years.
0: Now, I know, like, uh, Brazil and uh, Argentina and many parts of South America – They get real funny about their truck classification categories and whether something's commercial or not. And even certain states, like the subdivision that my mom lives in, in Florida, if you have a pickup truck in your driveway, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if you have a three-quarter ton or a one-ton, it's considered a commercial vehicle. So, like, you own your own little landscaping company down there. Yeah. If you have an F-150 that you tow with, that's considered to be okay. But if you drive an F-250 as your daily driver, they consider you to be a commercial vehicle. But the landscaping guy with the F-150, it's it's really screwed up.
1: Yeah, I'd start having fun with that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I just... Yeah, so I, I don't
1: like stupid things like that. No, no, no. My, there's a guy at my work just picked up a deuce and a half, an old uh, Kaiser. Mm-hmm. And he was parking it in his at his dad's house on the in the in the road. and the neighbors kept calling the cops because it didn't have a plate.
0: Okay, so you put
1: a triangle on it. No, actually, he just brought it to work and parked it in the parking lot oh, there. Okay, right. but no, they're giving him issues about it and it's like one, it's a military vehicle. and two, he can't get a plate. Secretary of State's getting to like buy appointment and all that. So he ended up having to make an emergency appointment with SOS yeah. to get a plate for it. So yeah, that thing's cool though. It's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Except he uh, left the batteries on one day <laughs> for like two days when he left it there. Came back, wouldn't start. Took the batteries out and go get them charged at the O'Reilly. It killed the, it. I mean, it drained them so far out that it actually reversed the polarity on one of the batteries. That's not good. <laughs> no. No, they had been purchased from Walmart this year, though, so they just warranted him out and he's good to go. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well,
0: anyways, back to our three-quarter ton yeah, story here yeah. for a second.
1: Yeah, we kind of like quadrupled that with a deuce and a half.
0: Well, that's all right. That's <laughs> all right. Um. Part of the problem with three-quarter tons, especially in the 4x4 four four world, is the misinformation where so many young people entering the hobby looking to go to one-ton axles under a Jeep or slinging them under an old Blazer or Bronco or whatever they're building, mm-hmm. automatically assume that anything with eight lugs is one-ton axles and as we know that's not the case. Correct. And that's because of three quarter tons. Yes. <laughs> you know, your Dodge D200s, your uh, you know, your Chevy 2500s, your uh Ford F250s, you know, these were all vehicles that came with Dana 44s in the front with eight lugs on the outer. So it seemed like it was a big one ton axle, but the reality was it was it's still just underrated. a half ton axle yeah. with big big brakes on it and yeah. a big hub. Not any stronger. And and there's a lot of misinformation about that, you know, especially in the Ford world. There's a bunch of people that just swear up and down that the Dana 44 eight lug version made in the F250s up till 79 was like some sort of super 44 and it was stronger. It is internally the same. Yeah. Same axle shaft, same ring and pinion. It is the same axle. The only thing difference is the hub and the brakes slightly bigger and i think the bearings are the same so it's not (laughs) even like you're getting a stronger bearing you're just getting a larger physical hub eight lug and you're getting a dual piston caliper versus a single piston how disappointing
1: that would be to do a whole build based on that thought and then to find out you done messed up
0: i've known a few people that have done it over the years they've started with something like that and they think they're building something crazy and come to find out nope you know i mean yeah you got better brakes basically in the long run that's what you do is you got better yeah. brakes going to a three-quarter ton front axle huh. uh and then you know what compounds the problem with that we've we've spoken and it's been a long time i don't even remember what episode number it was but we've spoken about uh, it was one of our dana 60 episodes oh well that'd be episode 60 but maybe it was another episode we talked about how Ford, when they came out with the Super Duty in 99, started confusing us even further by putting Dana 50 solid axles in the front, <laughs> which were essentially a Dana 44 inside of a Dana 60 housing. Yeah. And then, you know... I don't know why they do crazy shit. like yeah, well, yeah, like that. That was... Yeah, absolutely. That was w- pointless. I mean, yeah. I get that maybe you had some leftover parts or, or whatever, but... Why put Dana 44 size components inside of a Dana 60 housing? It doesn't
1: even make sense. Again, unless they're just reusing or recycling extra stuff. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. That's the only thing. But even then, there can't be that much extra stuff that you're just, well, let's put this stuff in this and call it this.
0: Well, you know, speaking of which, and maybe, maybe, maybe we can grill them on it a little bit, <laughs> not get too mean. Um, I did reach out to some reps over at uh, Dana Spicer that I know. Nice. And they are very much looking forward to coming on the podcast. Awesome. But uh, they are unfortunately out of town this weekend. Bummer. So hopefully pretty soon we can get them on and yeah. maybe we can ask them some of those questions. We can say... Hey, what was the point of doing this? Was this something <laughs> that you guys brought to the OEMs, or is this something that the OEMs said, we want it spec to this? And I, I yeah. would assume that it's probably more the OEMs, you know, the Ford and Chevy and Chrysler and all that, saying, okay, we want it to these various specs and we want it as cheap as possible and, yeah. and all this and that. But it just creates some weird parts out there.
1: Very very much so and then you have that problem down the road, you know, 10 20 years you got people coming to part this stuff out, you cannibalize them for other projects and now everything's all kinds of screwy.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's um even even you know further on that speaking of the Chevys is up until a certain year and I want to say it was maybe 78 77. I I don't know for sure. Uh, the Chevys had a Dana 44 eight log in the k20s in the in the three-quarter ton chevy trucks and then they switched over to a gm corporate 10 bolt which shares a couple of parts of the 44 and it's basically a 44 ripoff axle (laughs) but uh you know there's been people that have had those axles over the years and then they think and then they try to pass them off as a 44 or a 60 on you know craigslist or marketplace or forums or something like that being completely uninformed yeah you know, speaking of which i just saw yesterday there was a guy who was looking to swap an axle on one of the facebook pages i'm in he wanted to swap this axle that he uh had found local seller or whatever and the guy swore up and down it came out of a 2004 f350 so of course he figures dana 60 all this and that mm-hmm. and he wanted to know if it fit his truck now one, his truck was a passenger drop application. So a driver drop Ford axle is not no, gonna work so well. No. Two, in the he's got the pictures, it's a kingpin axle. And as you and I know, the kingpin axles with Ford stopped in nineteen ninety one. So yeah. it definitely did not come out of a two thousand <laughs> Ford F-350. Well, a custom build, maybe. Yeah, sure, you know. And uh so not I'm, look, I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, no, dude, that's an eighty six to ninety one F-350 front axle you got there. I'm like, your seller's an idiot, you know. And uh so, you know, but that's the thing, you know, and, and even there in the Fords, you know, when Ford dropped the solid axle from 86 to, uh, I'm sorry, from 80 to 85, they dropped the solid axle and then they went to the TTB eight lug in their three quarter ton. Ugh. Yeah. What a Ugh. man. To, that's the thing to me. Three quarter tons. And my excursion is technically a three quarter ton. They classify them with a one-ton tow rating, but if you look at the axles, I got a Dana 50 front and I got a you know Sterling rear. It's it's basically a three-quarter ton. And it's got the yeah. three-quarter ton springs in it. So you know, I just I don't understand why, and I would love for someone to really fully explain it to me why the three-quarter ton was even thought of in the first place.
1: I would have to agree with that because I got nothing.
0: <laughs> I mean, you guys got a K2500, don't you? The red one? Isn't that a 2500?
1: Uh, we sold that a couple years ago. We got a F- K1500 now.
0: Today. The red truck? Yeah.
1: It's a 1500. That's now. not the
0: same truck you guys have had forever? No. No, we sold that. <laughs> and you upgraded to a three quarter ton? No. Half or you ton. downgraded half ton? Yeah. I didn't know you changed trucks. Yeah. Does it look the same? It's the same look of truck. Is it both red? Yeah. Chevys? Yeah, it's a it's one year
1: newer. This one has work. Yeah, well, this one has AC stereo that works. I had it's got no, electric windows. I I guess I did
0: not pay that much attention. I had no idea that you changed. It's got off got that a crappy, truck.
1: annoying brush guard that my dad won't let me take off. Oh yeah,
0: that's <laughs> so you got the fifteen hundred. Well then, there's there's something even weirder. Um, have you ever seen a fifteen hundred HD? Yes. Oh, you have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like what? So. <laughs> yeah. In the truck, it was a six lug truck, mm-hmm. and that was like 88 to 98 or something like that. You're gonna look it up. Oh, look no, up. I'm just um, putting my hand on the table. <laughs> um, but in the suburban, it was actually eight lug, so they had huh. a 1500 eight lug, and it was a 1500 HD, and it had something to do with tow rating and this and that. Same goes with the mega cab. For several years, the mega cab Dodge was available. As a 1500, but it still is eight lug axles. Weird. Yeah. This three-quarter ton stuff, man. I, to me, it's just like, without getting too political, it's the <laughs> crossover of the, you know, it's like the, I can't decide what I am. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I don't get it. I got nothing either. It's, I got nothing. <laughs> I, I, if I was going to buy a brand new truck, I mean, I can't imagine, is the, I haven't even looked up at it, is the price point that much different between an F-250 and a 350? I have no idea. Or a Chevy 2500 to 3500? I haven't priced the truck out in God knows how long. It was a couple of years ago, I was pricing out the, I know the F-250 and the F-350, and I don't think the pricing was that much of a difference. So I... You know, I mean, the gear ratios were the same. Engines, transmissions were the same. The 350 maybe had an extra leaf in the rear springs. Hmm. But I don't know why there would be so much, or just a little differentiation
1: between them. What do you think we should call Keep...
0: this episode? I'm kind of thinking like the pointless three-quarter ton or something.
1: That works. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, I mean, or what is the point of a three-quarter ton? Three-quarter ramblings. Three-quarter rambling. I think we've used ramblings before, but. I mean, we ramble a lot. <laughs> Mm. We're doing that a lot tonight. I mean, we could just say 19 millimeter ramblings. (laughs) Oh, you get the reference. (laughs) Oh, did I make Mr. Johnny Arch lose his train of thought there? (laughs) Yep.
1: Oh, (laughs) Oh, that was a lot stronger than I thought.
0: Yeah, I know. We need to get some more guests on here. And I'm sorry, I felt... John, I reached out. You didn't
1: fail. They did.
0: They <sighs> failed us. I reached out to a dozen different people Ooh, that's to come on. Probably like seven or eight of them got back with me and said, "Absolutely, I want to come on." But mm. it's Thanksgiving week, yeah, and they said, "I just can't, you know, right now." Yeah, with family and this and that, so understandable. Hopefully next week, week after, because I do like the interview format as well. I have yeah, enjoyed what sure. we've done um a lot of fun bring someone new into the the mix it it does it does uh you know i don't know if there's anyone out there that's a huge you know three-quarter ton (laughs) aficionado but if there is you know reach out to us on 4x4 talk yeah let us know why uh why you are the way you are we're curious yeah like (laughs) i don't know it's to me it's like the bronze medal of the truck world Yeah, I or mean, silver Because I, I guess the bronze would be the half ton, and then like the silver metal. not right, the, Yeah, I guess it'd be it's like not the gold metal. It's like yeah, it's like but it's like aiming for that. Like I, I just I don't get. I I don't understand. I've never fully understand. I've never under fully understood the three quarter ton series. I just, I'll be honest. I've never put that much thought into it. Well, basically, I mean. My thinking behind it, and and I don't know if there's an insurance rating difference or something, Um, you basically get the big brakes. Yeah. And so to me, a three-quarter ton, like a 250 or a 350, in most applications, now the 250s have a Dana 60 in the front, and now the 2,500 Chevys and the 3,500 Chevys have the same front differentials, even though they're both IFS, which is still wrong. Chevy, fix that, please. Oh, um, I'm going to be sick. And Exactly. <laughs> And Dodge uses the AAM in both the three-quarter ton and the one-ton, or the RAM. Now they don't use Dodge anymore; it's RAM. But uh, the RAM, you, you know where I'm going with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, it used to be for many years. It was a, essentially a brake upgrade package. It was a rear yeah. axle and brake upgrade package. So it was a towing thing. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe the three-quarter ton thing was a towing thing. And then when you got to the the hardcore off road use for at least an industrial type use, that's when you stepped up to the one ton. Maybe I don't I don't know. It was all speculation. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. I just I don't know why you know it went you know from being simply half ton, one ton to all of a sudden let's do something in the middle. Of course, you know it's twenty twenty. Heck, we might see you know the newly formed um Peugeot Chrysler. Have you heard about that? No. You know who Peugeot is? Major, Puger. yeah, major favorite transmission ever yeah. for the XJ. The Puker, yeah, they bought Chrysler. Anyways. wait, what? Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, it's no longer Fiat Chrysler. It's not like Peugeot Fiat Chrysler or something oh, like geez. that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Anyways.
0: Yup. <laughs> uh, water man, I don't even know what I was going with that. But anyways, the um. You know, maybe they will come out with. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Maybe they're going to come out with being twenty twenty. Maybe they'll come out with like you know the five eighths ton or something. <laughs> <laughs> the eleven sixteenths ton. Oh god! Of course, being you know the future and we're all metric now, they're going to come out with a twenty-two millimeter ton or whatever. You know, I don't know, man. It's just slightly larger, but in between two different sizes. I'm <laughs> or twenty-three millimeter, the wrench that no one ever uses for anything. True story. Exactly. <laughs>
1: I don't think if I have one of those now.
0: I think I do, but I've never used it. Like it came with a set, and I'm like, what actually uses a twenty-three? Millimeter?
1: Yeah, I don't know i have uh, some weird wrenches i don't really have like complete wrench sets it's all mismatched stuff
0: i i, I don't know, I don't know
1: i've got some weird crap in that toolbox i tell you what <sighs>
0: i tell you well anyways i i don't know what else <laughs> to talk about with three quarter tons except that i still in my heart i think they're kind of a pointless thing even though i've Agreed. owned a number of them over the years yeah i just i don't understand it it's like just go to a one ton man yeah. like you know, and and you know, maybe our listeners, maybe if you're a newbie listener, and I know this is a rambling episode, but maybe if you, <laughs> you know, if you're a newbie listener and you're thinking about a truck to build, I'm going to tell you if it was built prior to, I guess, nine, well, actually, it would be prior to about 2003. If it uh, is a three-quarter ton, you've got a weaker front axle. So if you're looking at a 90s Dodge or Ford or an 80s Chevy and it's a three quarter ton, you know, you're not getting the big one ton front axle. Go look for the K thirty or the thirty five hundred or the, you know, the Dodge three fifty or thirty five hundred and the F three fifty, because you're gonna you're gonna end up with at least the better front axle there. For sure. So that's that's all i got on that john i got nothing else you got nothing else you done talking about three quarter tons uh, yeah i think well let's let's talk briefly then about a couple other things
1: actually i have something to throw a little chink in the chain here sure go ahead something uh i've, I've discussed a couple times just off the air between you and myself and uh mr andrew was kind of gagging at this idea earlier <laughs> what's your thoughts on lifting a two-wheel drive truck pre-runner no stock truck
0: why exactly i mean okay i went to high school with this guy who i've stayed in touch with and like eight or nine years and i think he might be a listener so i'm not not gonna name names but (laughs) you know who you are if i'm talking about you right now he bought brand new and i think it was his first brand new truck he bought Maybe oh eight oh nine. He bought a Chevy fifteen hundred. Okay, and he bought like the cheapest model you could buy, like the the contractor special white vinyl interior. The work trucks, yeah, work trucks. Yeah, got a tailgate from one of those. Good old work truck. Yeah, bought this thing, two wheel drive one. Ugh. Put about an eight inch lift on this thing with like thirty seven inch tires oh. and driving around town. And dude, every I'm sorry, time what's wrong I, with you, man? Exactly. Every time I saw him driving around town, I'm like. What? What are you doing? And I finally, I ran into him one day, and I said, and and I was still, I was, being such a 4 by 4 guy, I was trying to justify it in yeah. my mind. I said, are you, like, you bought the wheels and tires and everything, like, you're getting ready for a solid axle swap, right? That's legitimate. That's what I figured. Yeah. And he's like, no. And I says, what? I'm like, why did you lift it and put the big Yeah and he's like, Oh, it's just I like the look, man. And I'm like, Oh god, no. Uh, now, fortunately, fortunately, he has had a couple of kick-ass four by fours since. Okay. And I think he's starting to kind of appreciate owning a four-he had four by fours before that though, too. So huh. I was kind of like confused by this. Yeah. Because back in high school, he had a really awesome I want to say it was like an 89 or 90 S10, but it had like the the whatever package came with all the skid plates and the roll bar and the bed mm-hmm. and all that. And it was like the traditional 80s crap, but, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, so I don't know. But lifting a two-wheel drive, I mean, whatever floats your boat. If that's what you like. No, it's wrong. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, it's wrong, but at the same point, if you're a automotive hobbyist, and that's what's going to get you into the automotive hobbyism.
1: Yeah. I do it, but just they're... know
0: that you're going to get ridiculed for it. Oh, yeah. you know, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean.
1: And do it with the intention of knowing you're going to go to a 4 by 4 swap at some point. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, well, please. there you go. If you're
0: going to lift your two-wheel drive Chevy or whatever... Tell people, oh yeah, man, I'm. I just bought the wheels and tires. Got a sweet deal on them, and uh, I'm planning on doing a solid axle swap. I'm Even if
1: co- you're lying, just tell everybody that's the plan. In <laughs>
0: fact, I'm gonna call Off Road Design, and I'm gonna get one of their two wheel drive to four wheel drive coil over conversion kits. Nice. What you like that? <laughs> yeah. You like how I plug non-sponsors? See, (laughs) tell you what, listeners of the podcast, you own a business, you own a four-wheel drive business, you want a really cheap way to advertise on this podcast, come on the podcast and talk to us. Like, if you're a real enthusiast, come on and talk to us and, like, you know, tell us about what you got going on. And we end up plugging you for the next 35 episodes, (laughs) and we don't even charge you for it. So, (laughs) I mean, that's really what it comes down to i mean it's true we, i mean we, you know they're not a sponsor <laughs> sure, <true. laughs> uh, you know yeah. but i mean hey i still think that's pretty cool and i'm still thinking about dad's old truck igor which was a two-wheel drive square body chevy yeah and now knowing that steven's got those coil over design two-wheel drive or um four by four conversion kits so that's the thing i could take that two-wheel drive chevy at dad's and i could lift it or i could do the right thing and i could Go to, like, Off-Road Design, and I could get their coilover kit, sling a Dana 60 under the front of that Kingpin Dana 60, or a Super Duty 60, I like where put this it in the front of that thing. I like this. I was actually thinking about that today. I'm like, take old Igor, you know, which is the old pest control truck, which I don't know if you've ever seen that truck. It's been in storage forever. Probably not. It's like an 87-square-body Chevy, but it's pretty solid still. Nice. It's got an old chemical tank with a bent-up bed on it. Pull that, get the rid of the chemical tank, get rid of the bed, put maybe like a utility bed on the back of that thing, four-wheel drive conversion with like an LS motor Ooh. and like a Super Duty axle in the front of it with some coilovers, hmm. that'd be a pretty sweet truck. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a pretty... I'm kind of thinking about building Igor, man. Hmm. You know, call we, up Steven. you got too many projects going on. Yeah, I know, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. <clears throat> I got my three and yeah. But anyways, back to what I want to say before you asked about the two-wheel drive, which yeah, is a great yeah. question, great question, but... Museum of Road Adventure. We haven't talked a ton about them lately. I mean, we've kind of like plugged them a little bit here and there. Um, we are actively working on the new theater, which is going to show low and low cost and free, uh, depending on which movie it is. We're going to have some some awesome movies. We just picked up a quasi vintage vending machine. Oh, I want to see that. Circa so bad. probably early nineties. I don't think it's much older than that, but it. Does both pop and snacks and everything else a dollar? So when we have the movies or visitors to the, you know, you can come in, you go to the movies. When we have our movie nights, you know, know right off the bat there that all your snacks that you can get out of this thing, whether it be candy bars, bags of popcorn, whatever, pop, it's all the a dollar. So you know, just keep that in mind. Keep. Keep in touch and watch the Museum of Off-Road Adventure on Facebook. That's the, uh, you just look us up, Museum of Off-Road Adventure on Facebook. And we will announce when the theater's open. When it is, we hope you all come out and check it out because we're going to have some cool movies and stuff. It's going to be a really cheap, fun yeah, thing I'm for I'm your excited. family. To I'm do.
1: really excited to see that when we're done with
0: it. You know, so, and that's that's one of the exciting things going on there. Um, I think we already announced that Willie CJ2's back. I think the 2A, we did, yeah. But... Uh, beyond that, not a lot oh, going remember. on there, because we're still in the, uh, you know, the shutdown here with the everlasting job stopper and all that. And so... Uh, I love that. What? <laughs> everlasting job stopper. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Oh, man. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, John, uh, what else? Uh, like, said, we're kind of done with the three-quarter ton thing. Um where else can people get a hold of us?
1: It's a good question. I mean, email, phone, mm. snail mail. If they have our address, I don't think anyone here is going to have my address. Mm. I, <clears throat> I hope not. I don't know. Starting to think of something more funny to go with this. I got nothing. <laughs> so the actual place to get a hold of <sighs> us is on Facebook. Uh, our chat or our group page, Four by Four Talk. Um, a couple quick questions get you entry onto the page You can interact with us Other members who listen to the show Ask questions, post pictures, have conversations You know any of that good stuff
0: Make sure you like the Wheeling page on Facebook Yeah, yeah like our Instagram that. and Twitter We are actually on all of them now Yeah, I'm not
1: doing the Twitter thing I keep telling you I'm not doing Twitter, dude
0: <laughs> We're not super active on there But we are on oh, excuse there
1: me. Yeah. yeah, but check us out there You can get a hold of us or you can get some uh, access to some other cool bonus content through Patreon, patreon.com slash wheel and radio. Access is those $2 a month for the end of the trail, uh, which is our after show following immediately um, the episodes when we record them. And yeah, I mean, there's some cool stuff there.
0: Make sure you go to the Museum of <laughs> Offroad Adventure on Facebook. Check them out. Uh, they're also on Facebook, or uh, I'm also on Instagram. When did they uh, check us out? Yeah, check us out Yep, (laughs) on Instagram. Museum's not on Twitter. Um, But uh, make sure you check them out in both of those places and follow those, of course. And you can also go to uh, 4x4museum, the group, if you're interested in historical four-wheel drive and off-road stuff.
1: And I think that'll do us for everything tonight. So with that, thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.